Peace, peace. What's down? What's good? What's popping? How you doing? We are back with the trauma release journey. It is February 16th. And um, just a little something. And it, man, I just realized Fat Tuesday is like, what is it? Next week? Or the week after next? It's coming up soon. So this is the first year out of many that I have not been able to make a king cake this year. So anybody who wants to make a donation towards a king cake for me this year would be greatly appreciated because I wasn't able to go home either. Uh, you know, life got to the place where I'm not even able to bake right now. It's a little sad, but you know, it's all good. But hey, if you would like to donate towards my king cake this year, I would love you for it. Anywhere, not meaning to start off begging, but you know, I figured I'd ask. Anywho, hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're working on self and understanding and identifying what is holding you back as far as releasing things so you can break down those walls and, you know, get to the real you. And I hope this is helpful. I uh, just wanted to let you know if you want to email me and give me any uh, topics you would like for me to address, hit send me an email, world at gmail.com that is a conky a-k-a-n-k-e-s-w-o-r-l-d at gmail.com and you know we'll get it get it going on how you know we can tackle that as far as a trauma um from the aspect of trauma all right so today yes yes today well i decided that we should tackle the topic of loyalty because you know it's a big topic you know are you loyal you disloyal or you we hold on to being loyal to someone like so tight and you don't cut people off for the fear of not being loyal i have actually stayed in relationships or had people in my life that did not serve me up nothing because of loyalty, feeling like I should be loyal to them because, you know, for whatever contract in my mind or my stupid ways, I put myself under. So we're going to talk about that. Now, not saying that you don't need to be loyal to people. I mean, some people deserve it. And there's a whole bunch that don't. So today I wanted to talk about loyalty. First, you know how I like to break certain things down because we're getting into the mental aspect of it. And um, let me go ahead. And, and this is something that I really break down in the trauma release journey is breaking it down how the mind works. So when I'm breaking these words down for you and it's like nothing that you can't find on, you know, Webster's Dictionary, what have you. What it's doing is it's going into your subconscious and it's starting to jar what you think, you know. Now you got to think about it because the subconscious mind is constantly recording. It don't know good, bad, whatever. It just knows what it knows, what you give it. And it's always going to have that pretty much in the back pocket. Okay. And so when you introduce something new, it's going to your conscious mind, like your ego, is going to refute it. It's going to go back and be like, nah, nah, that ain't true. That ain't true. That's because it wants to survive. So if you start feeding yourself with things that make you use your own, you know, level of discernment and you throw away the things you've been told and now you have an, um, an experience and things that go with it, the subconscious mind is going to remember that and that's going to override the conscious mind. And that's when shit gets so fun. 
it's so real it's so awesome because you will be functioning at your highest level of who you are okay so we're getting into loyalty and you know the excuse me the definition of loyalty is a strong feeling of support or allegiance so then I went to a little deeper and I was like allegiance okay we hear that all the time so when you think of it you know you pledge allegiance to the flag if you were you know 80s baby 90s kid you pledged allegiance to this flag every fucking morning okay so you know allegiance is loyalty or commitment of a subordinate to a superior or of an individual to a group or cause so when you allege to something, make an allegiance, you're making a commitment and you are the subordinate to a superior. So what you're doing is you are giving your energy to something that you are deeming superior than you. So you gave, we gave our allegiance to the flag. The flag was part of a governmental construct, right? So we were giving our energy and all of our power to that entity. Okay. So when you give your your loyalty, a commitment to somebody, and that's you know, it could be in relationships too. We give an allegiance to those people, like, and we become a subordinate to what they do, how they feel, how they treat you. It, it goes deep, and you know, it, you know, when you think about it, it's like, well, damn, you know, and okay, I'm sorry, I keep saying no, but it's crazy because we give allegiance to something so easily, but struggle when it comes to ourselves and I've been working on my trauma for years let me tell you how I still struggle with penciling in squeezing it a little bit of time just for me because as a mom I have given an allegiance to making sure my baby's straight and you know and I mean I could be taking it far on one side but you know there's where we have this balance that we must maintain the self-care balance is everything like for instance not gonna lie to you I was cleaning up and I was thinking of the next thing I needed to do as far as the household when I looked up at the clock I said hold on I didn't even record my podcast that's part of my self-care you know I'm giving an allegiance to myself and if I don't do it and I put it off then the energy is not going to be the same because I set out the time to do it and I didn't keep true to myself so loyalty make the commitment to yourself as the superior and then okay if you're the subordinate you are the subordinate to your higher mind field right it's you you just hollering at yourself but you're doing it more with a more concentrated and concerted effort that you'll win either way. We, we're talking about having a win-win situation now. We're not trying to give it up to something that ain't been giving you nothing back. All right. So with our loyalty, we are going to segue into trauma because who you're loyal to and how loyal to you are to that individual to that situation or what have you can be traumatic right so there are three types of trauma there's an acute trauma that happens from just one incident chronic trauma is either prolonged or repeated then you got complex trauma it's various different things in nature and it has multiple invasive events okay so 
when I was, you know, putting the, the uh, notes together for this, I thought about it. And the first thing that popped out in my head is, you know, abuse. And I'm going to take it to sexual abuse because I did experience that. Okay, so acute from one incident. Now, for me, it was one incident. And it was one that I, as crazy as it's going to sound, I saw it happening before it happened. But in this life, I like to see this shit till the end. I want to see what really happens with it. I remember I was five years old. I knew that when the the, the guys that I, it was like one of the boys I played with, because that was around the time when you just, you go outside, you play with everybody. The guy was a little older than me, but his cousin was like 19. So they were like, hey, come on, we want to show you something. And I knew at that point when I went in the house, yeah, they won't show me something. All right. But I wanted to see. So I went and, you know, the whole thing went down and what have you. And then I'm like, man, my mom ain't gonna like this. I'm out. And because I started making too much noise because the mama was in the other room, they let me go. OK, but one thing was said to me was you better not say nothing. You know, we know where you live and we know, you know, how to get to your daddy. Now, let me go <laughs> into deeper detail about that is because from that one incident, I'm not even going front. I don't think I was so traumatized about what he did to me. I was more traumatized about what he said he would do to my daddy, because at that point in my life, my mother left us and went on to do something because she said she needed to do something and find something in her life. So she left and went into the military. And it was just me and my dad. So that meant if I was to run off at the mouth in my mind, I would lose my daddy. She already left. I'd be alone. Okay. So we got, there's two traumatic events. Mama gone. And now somebody's threatening to take my daddy from me because they decided to do something to me and want me to keep it secret. It worked because I didn't tell anybody until I was 14. Lo and behold, of course, somebody who I thought would have my back didn't even believe me. But that's another story for another day. Huh? That is another piece of trauma, right? Okay, we'll get into that. All right, so with that one type of trauma, I'm going to show you how this stuff can escalate because that was acute trauma, right? Now it becomes chronic because I am replaying it over and over and over and over then, as I was dealing with this a few years, well, I'll say about five years ago, when I was dealing with this incident and actually re, oh, somebody about to cry. I'm sorry. Um, hold on, y'all, one moment. Oh, we're not coming live from the car today. We're coming live from the front room. <laughs> okay. So, um, so it became chronic because it did become repeated and I didn't realize it till I was working on it um, some years back. And because I wanted to reprogram that event in my mind and stop blaming myself, because remember, when you're a child, you are living out the decisions that your parents made. Right now. Yes. As a child, I decided to go in that back room. Yes, I did that. But the situation was, you know, I'm already messed up because my mama gone. So I don't really think nobody really care about me like that. You know, it could have been something like that or just me, you know, curiosity killed the cat. But 
um, just in essence of the whole thing, when you're a child, you're not living under things that you actually set up. You're living under your parents and their lives, essentially. All right. So it became chronic or prolonged because every time I saw that guy who I used to play with, it would remind me of what happened. And did I feel dirty? I, f I don't. I think I came to the, the the decision of, yeah, that just happened. And I saw it happening and I see how it played out. I just want to make sure my dad was cool. So I didn't fool with that guy anymore. Um, but I always watched my back from that point on. So the trauma, the, the, the incident of me replaying it was prolonged. But here's what ended up happening. Due to that incident, years later, we moved from that area and <laughs> I didn't realize this is what happened. But until I started thinking about it, there was a girl that I used to sleep by her house. She was older than me because like I said, back in the day, you have a friend, you know, your parents have friends. They have children. You play with them, right? She was good. Like, shoot, she had to be between, oh man, three to five years older than me. You know, she was good. She knew better. Okay, used to sleep over her house. And then maybe I just remember at one point in time, she was just like, take your clothes off. And so I, you know, I'm with her. You know, I guess this is cool. We all play because I'm younger. And so we did. And so it was one of those things, but pretty much long story short, I forgot that I actually had a lesbian experience. Wow. That's probably why I have no interest in it now. OK, and not only did I have that experience with her because it didn't happen once, it happened numerous times until I just didn't want to do that anymore. Um, and I stopped going over there or that's the way I remember it. It could have been that she didn't want to fuck with me no more. Who knows? But I took that into other people that I played with. So I was the one who was actually um going and not getting to the you know naked but going and kissing girls and stuff like that i was the one doing that and i was the one who was initiating it and then after a while it just didn't feel all that great i just didn't want to do that anymore so i went into a little cubby hole so it became chronic because now i'm taking what was done to me and i'm doing it with other people bringing them down that road and still not understanding why the heck i was doing it Okay, so there's a chronic incident based off of that one time. So you have people who have had situations where they were molested or, you know, messed with and sexually abused to whichever extent. And then they turn around and do it to somebody else because it's almost like, well, it was done to me. Let me do it to somebody. Let me let me return the favor back. I guess we don't really have a logical reason. You just end up doing it. So I'm saying I did it and it took and I had to been. Oh, my gosh, I was so young. I'd have been like six, seven. It was young. And I took that back because I didn't realize, you know, that it was something wrong or that I was actually doing these things um, until it really became an issue. Like somebody was going to tell somebody's going to find out. I think I had almost gotten caught like twice. And I said, let me let me not do this anymore. OK, so the third type of trauma complex trauma remember it's various in nature and it has multiple invasive events now for me 
I I stopped it. I never got to the multiple invasive events, but you could you could actually say that my chronic event, um, I repeated it, and because I did it with other people, I invaded them, and essentially it could have caused them trauma, you know, because I passed that whole mindset on, and that those um those uh, excuse me those activities that I was doing, I passed that on from that one time. So, you know, just to be clear, a traumatic event is an incident that causes physical, emotional, spiritual, or psychological harm. And I'm it, to me, it's no or, it's an and. It could be all of those, all of the above, because it taps into each one. So, we can also go into how the different levels of this trauma you know really really taps into whether or not you're able to be loyal so not having the loyalty to yourself can cause you even more trauma and uh can actually make you um add on you can become the person who's the aggressor in these traumatic and tra uh, traumatic events. Excuse me. So, okay, so you have, you know, yeah, that was just one thing. Sexual abuse. Then say somebody passes away in your family. <laughs> and just thinking about it, like, oh, that's traumatic. You know, a lot of people... Uh, you know, the, the, the consensus, I guess you could say, with uh, society is it's a loss of a family member. You physically, yes, you physically, um, that person is no longer here. The essence of that person never goes away, but their physical, you know, everything about them, it's still, you know, it hurts. It's shocking. And, and no matter how much you understand about the afterlife and spiritual things regarding that, it's, it's really, it's really difficult. And, um, everybody takes their own time in, in mending that and to healing from that because it never goes away, especially if your, um, attachment to that person, your relationship with that person is really strong. Um, so I don't really, you know, refute how much time it should take. Um, Due to my own experience with this, <laughs> the loyalty. Okay, so with death, let me talk about death and loyalty. All right, so when I was younger, and, I, and I'm going to tell you this, I didn't understand it because I thought everybody could do it. So I never took myself too seriously, even from being a kid. And um, I remember a guy that we went to elementary school with ended up being murdered he was shot like over 20 times in the alley and it was crazy to me because just that friday it would happen like i think a uh, saturday or sunday or something like that but just that friday um he was in the hallway and i was coming from the bathroom and he's like hey and he never talked to me which was even crazier because i would always see him and i knew who he was but he never spoke to me. And this time he's like, hey, what's your name? And I told him, and he's like, man, you know, I'm about to be out of here. And I'm like, okay. Because, well, I understood what he meant only because, you know, people talk. And I knew that he had been left behind. And so I guess he had gotten his credits together. 
and he was finally going to junior high. So he was going to middle school and he's like, yeah, man, I'm, yo, I'm going to Gretna, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And I'm like, well, congratulations. I'm happy to hear that. He's like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And then <laughs> over the weekend, he dies. So it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. I didn't even know him. I was traumatized by the fact that they told all these stories and how it went down and who was with them. And it was just like, whew, that was a whole lot to take in at that point in time. So my <laughs> and then the reason why it becomes a loyalty issue was this. I went home like uh, I want to say the week that he died, because I mean, he was somebody who grew up in a neighborhood so you had this was back when the teachers taught until they died you know you you would go to school and the boy in your class would hate it because their mama was a teacher or they the substitute teacher and you know he couldn't act up and, and people like that knew him so the energy oh i never forget the energy for that time when he passed it was just like so thick and it was a it was actually not anything new, but it was new to me experiencing it because I actually to some degree had a relationship where I knew who this person was. Now, going through that process, I kept it to myself, you know, it was sad and I would think about him all the time. Well, I went home one night and I I think we and my mom gotten into it about something and I went to bed and I remember it was just so cold that night. And I started to just think about him and like, man, they had his funeral. So I'm like, you laying in a box. I wonder what it's like to be dead. So I closed my eyes and I held my breath. But of course, you know, the unconscious mind will make you breathe. So I just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it until I went to a state where I was just talking to him like, bruh, what's up? And I can't remember what I did at that point point in time but I can tell you this he visited me all the way up until college he used to sit on the edge of my bed and we would talk and the crazier part about that was when my cousin was murdered he would do the same thing so I thought everybody did this because nobody talked about it now at that point I had a loyalty to him because I didn't want him to be alone um, I didn't understand or know that when you call on somebody's name at that point, you were actually keeping, you know, their spirit alive or what have you and making them get stronger. Because after a while, he didn't come back. And of course, with life, I, I kept going and it got to the point where it was actually a couple of years ago where I had to sit down and try to remember his name and call his name and call his name. Nothing. I was like, oh, man, I done lost the boy. But um, loyalty when it comes to the death of a family member or something like that. And it was really, you know, essentially now that I'm older, because remember this happened and I'm like, oh, I was in. Who let me think I was in the third, fourth grade. Wait a minute. Was that? Nope. I'm lying. I was in the fifth, about to go to the sixth grade. It was about to be my year to go to middle school. So that's what. What am I? 12 yeah so he was visiting me all the way up to college and we would laugh and you know I would talk to him like he was there and I didn't know this boy but you know I kept it to myself I became loyal to being there for him uh and it didn't interfere with my life or anything but um 
excuse me, I have my little person in front here who decided he wanted to take a 30 second nap. Okay, <laughs> excuse me. But um, also, so um, this traumatic event, I did turn into something else that was not harmful for me, but most people don't do that, right? When you have the death of a family member, you go into a state of depression. And then you feel like they was gone too soon. Now, I just, I, I totally get it. You know, the physical, you're hurting by it. Gone too soon, gone too soon. But then people say, at the end, within like the next breath, well, they went to a better place. But how are they gone too soon if they went to a better place? If anything, I'm the one on the extended vacation in hell, and they should be very happy that they are no longer here experiencing this. But hey, comes with the mindset we're still staying on being traumatic i mean traumatized and the loyalty factor in it so your family member passes on and you're trying to be loyal to their memory that is traumatic too oh my goodness because whew, um i have another story for you as um i got older um let's see i was Gosh, wow, oh, was I? It was another, it was a few years later. Now I don't live in New Orleans anymore. I'm in North Carolina. And there was a guy by the name of Kiki. So Kiki, you know, he was a handsome dude. He had green eyes. So, you know, everybody, ooh, Kiki, what have you. We were speaking in the hallway or whatever. He was silly. And come to find out, Kiki dies. Wait a minute, maybe I wasn't in middle school. I might have been in my ninth grade year of high school can't really remember but I was still in you know public school or whatever so Kiki dies and that same feeling that that cloud that thick thick just it's it's thick you can cut that that shit with a knife and everybody's just so 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 sad all your hardcore I'm I'm hard motherfucker you know guys is crying and they huddling up together hugging each other you know man you know man we gonna be alright that's fucked up you know they did that to Kiki so the story was whatever went down they all you know you corral at somebody's house they at the table or what have you somehow the boy gets shot nah Remember, I told you he had green eyes, right? So, somebody shoots him in the eye. They panic, allegedly. Drive him to the hospital. And I think they dropped him there. I don't even think anybody stayed with him. I'm not sure. You know, don't quote me. But some fuck shit would happen. And uh, I just remember being in school the next day and they made the announcement over the intercom. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this makes it even worse. You know, the emotions are really high. And I must admit, I knew him from the times that we spoke. And what I found from that point was that the relationship you have with somebody isn't necessarily a relationship that they have with everybody else. I didn't know him to be the person that they were describing him as. And at this point in time, you know, I'm still getting visited by other people. And uh, he came, but he wasn't the nice, you know, I'm, I'm over here. I've made it over to the other side. You know, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm here for you. You know, we didn't have that kind of relationship. He was mad. And his thing was, they lying on me. I ain't do that. They shot me. 
my boys killed me. And I'm like, huh? So I never said anything. But it, I think it, it came out that his boys did set him up because they put crack in his pockets and everything. And it was really crazy. Traumatic events. And, um, you know, you just won't, you don't understand it. And that could cause you some emotional trauma psychologically you know uh, you mean to tell me y'all was sitting at the table and somebody pulled out a gun and he got shot in his face his face so that means that i could be chilling somebody could come up in there and just shoot me in my face now i'm thinking of all the different ways of how to not get killed chilling with some people i mean it goes through your mind because you know you could think that you're just hanging out right come to find out it wasn't none of that you know everything builds and leads up to different things but still on the surface level that shit hurt all right so you you can have dramatic events from of course your lover oh how many times that we first of all thought we was in love but if you are in love and then they do some fuck shit now my relationship like I told y'all last time I was I've been married for a while, but my husband has some shit he won't deal with or wouldn't. I'm not gonna say present day, that's the same thing. But he would not deal with it. Now I'm going on my journey. I'm clearing out all shit. I'm clearing out everybody else. If you don't want to do your your work, get the fuck from around me. But this individual, he had a past because we had a family and, you know, it was just different. And I understood what his role was with me, because if I drop that off, I'm really dropping myself off. And I wanted to make sure that I actually was doing the work to where I knew I have dealt with all these different aspects of myself that if I run up on and if I was to, you know, go and venture on and, and find somebody else, I guess you could say, that I wasn't going to attract the same traumatic person, traumatized person, excuse me. So, but you can have a lover and they just have all this other shit with them, which is really, you know, how they say everybody you meet is a reflection of you true true so if you don't like something about somebody why why do you care that's how that shit is reflected but if you've dealt with your shit you ain't gonna care no more it's not even gonna be a big deal but like, oh yeah that's them you know i see their point of view with that and you can see the other person's point of view who may not agree with it and then you can go the fuck on and not care i mean it's just that simple i mean it really gets that simple like yo i see both of your sides and i'm gonna keep on pushing this way because what does that have to do with me getting to my promised land, if you would, say, if you want to, you know, call it that? What does that have to do with where I'm going with this? And that is the same thing with friends. Uh, friends who could fry you in the end. You know, it's funny, and I don't know if I've said this before on this podcast, but I find it so hilarious that I, I use that fry end um, a lot. And the person that told me about it fried me in the fucking end. It was hilarious because I wasn't listening to those voices that said, you know, this chicken for you, you know, this motherfucker talks behind your back. But I was so dead set on having something like family and something like a sister. And she did. She did just that shit. She talked so much shit about me. And then I remember my dad, when he met her, he told me he was like, I don't like her. And I'm like, why? She did that. He was like, mm -mm, nope, I don't like her. 
But I'm going to let you do your thing. But I don't fucking like her. And he never really elaborated on it because he, he was not that kind of dude. But after a while, I realized, oh, that's what he was talking about. She ain't made me no good at all. Okay, so you have your fry ends. That's another reason why, due to my traumatic events with those things, I don't even call people friends. If I call you, if I say friend, I'm just using it so you can understand that guess the association. But if you my people, then you're my friend. You're you're deeper than that. I don't. I, that's just how I roll. If you're just on the friend level, then you really ain't shit. <laughs> you were so I could throw you away, and I'm good at that. And I'll tell you, you know, I tell you where you stand with me from the gate. Um, just to segue into it, the loyalty to myself really started early, but I had no idea what it was. It was called something else by other people. Um, and that was when I met you, I automatically didn't like you. I wouldn't fall in love with you. You would have to earn that place. I'm going to respect the fact that you are, I guess, a human. I'm going to have compassion for you, but I ain't going to like you. And you have to, that's some shit you got to prove because everybody don't deserve respect. Fuck no. I mean, it don't matter how old you are. If you're a dirty, nasty, disgusting ass older person, then you're going to get treated like a dirty, nasty, disgusted ass older person. And, um, and I was known for that because there was a lot of people my dad would associate with that I knew had no good intentions for having a relationship with him. And I would let them know. And they be like, yo, you gonna let her talk to me like that? He was like, yo, because she know. And it's just like, I know you ain't about shit. <laughs> My dad ain't had what he had or was doing what he's doing. You would not fuck with him. So go ahead on. But anyway, um, and that is traumatic. But that was also my loyalty, you know, and we want to say my loyalty, my allegiance to my daddy, because he was superior at that point, because he was my daddy. Right. So you just have to process it and understand why you're doing things and learn from if it's if it's actually um, how am I want to say this? Excuse me, I can't find the word if it's serving you or not. Certain situations do serve you because they teach you certain lessons that you're going to navigate through this life. And the lessons you learn, you're going to use those jewels and you are going to move forward. Then there's others where you kind of get stuck. And please don't take being stuck as actually like complete and total detriment. Because those to me are the lessons that you need to take more time with and uncover and a lot more time to unveil what the real, real reasoning and what the real situation is. Um, so I'm going to give you another example with that. Is that uh, the molestation part of it? Like when I went back into that memory and redid that memory, I was able to uncover a whole lot about the growth in myself and the fact that how that thing came about because you see i was someone who was hurting you know my mom and my dad they didn't really get along she peaced out 
And my dad is really tripping. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I got this baby and I got to work and, you know, I have to leave it with somebody. And my dad had some crazy ass hours back at that time. So, you know, leaving me open to different things. We was in this neighborhood that I completely hated. Like I was scared to go into the kitchen because it had mice. Um, I remember that time. I remember like being so scared of it. And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of stuff going on, but I do remember good things about him and I just playing music and dancing and me walking around wearing his shoes, you know, just being a kid. So it, it, there were different levels to that whole time, but that event, it just showed me, it just showed me a lot about how you, we pick, we do choose and, you know, you can try to refute it that you don't pick your parents. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Just like your baby shows you. It's, in the best way I can put it, it's like a video game. You go in there, you select the character, and that character has their own storyline. And you go in and you play that story, and guess what? You might die. And then you come back, you know, or you may get an extra life. You might get hurt. And then, you know, one player, and, you know, just like on Mario, eat the mushroom, you know. <laughs> You know, you, you'll be able to regenerate and do it over again. So it's all a learning process. And please don't think for one moment that your traumatic event is the end all to be all. Some people look to it as a, you know, you can look at failure. Failure is nothing but a learning lesson. So if you never fail at something, that means you never tried nothing at all. But we're talking about loyalty and we want to bring it back is that strong feeling of support or allegiance so it really it it gets down to who is your allegiance to and a lot of us get into this whole thing of giving allegiance to political figures you'll give allegiance to celebrities um because they seem to have it all together and you know these people are miserable a lot of them you know could really think that being what J. Cole say, being broke was better. <laughs> All that talked about this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm the baddest, I'm that, and then you get into it, and it's like, ooh, being broke was better. I mean, well, you know, essentially, yes and no, because the industry that he went into is some fuckery. But the concept is the amount of stress and who I have to have an allegiance or a loyalty to because of it. And it's it's rough out here. It really is. So what I found with this loyalty thing, yeah, it's 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 a great thing, and it's um, worth it to be having allegiance to yourself. You need that because you, like I said, you only gonna bite. You can't bite through your hand. You can only take but so much pain when you inflict it on yourself, right? But somebody else could keep. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up to where you feel like you're just, you just can't take no more. And then it comes into God doesn't give you more than you can bear. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that came up just now because guess what? I just told you, you can't bite through your own hand. You're only going to be able to inflict a certain amount of pain on yourself. You are this God that they speak of, but you know, some people ain't ready for that, but hey, God doesn't give you too much, so much that you can't bear, right? You can't buy through your own hand. You can't inflict certain pain, but you'll go through these different trials and you'll find your way out of it to get to that 
level of understanding or knowledge. If you don't want to say under, over, through, beyond, however you want to use it, whatever suits your fancy, however you want to do it. All right. But the thing is loyalty. Be loyal to you. It is pretty much the most difficult thing you could probably, one of the most difficult things you can do. And you lose sight of it when you fall in love, fall head over heels with somebody because you're really just giving up your personal son to somebody. And that's rough. And I experienced that. And it actually pissed me off because when I got with my husband, boy, oh boy, he was just that thing. And he was giving me everything that I wrote down. Hey, if you write it down, it's a spell and watch that shit work. Boy, oh boy. And it was just crazy how, to me at that point, how everything I wrote down, it was like this person just actually erected out of the mud. And boom, there he is doing all those things. And I'm like, wow, you're doing this for me. And instead of me keeping on with the keeping on, right? Because I was keeping on with keeping on myself, meaning I was doing my thing. I didn't stop just because this person was in my life. But then something traumatic happened to me. I had a stroke. And all those friends, all those family, yeah, there was few and far between. It was a few people, but even they didn't stay because my recovery was long. My process was long and tedious and a lot of stuff had to go into it. And he was the only one there. Nope, my mama wasn't there. My daddy didn't come. Um, and the people in my family was, they had some other shit going on with them. So whatever, it's that, that's what they wanted to do. But, you know, long story short, he was the one that was there. So because of my loyalty and allegiance to him, because he did take that on, right? And because of that, this is when how people can hold shit over your head. Because you give them that power. And instead of me really working on building myself back up completely and totally in the back of my mind. And what was really kind of driving me was the fact that I have to show him that I appreciate the fact that he was there for me. And what happened, a lot of things happened with that. I wasn't the same person. So that drove him to do other things that was not in accordance to how he treated me prior to. And uh, that's another show, how deep that goes. But the loyalty part, I wasn't as loyal to myself as I could have been, but uh, I will admit, I didn't remember how to be. That was the thing, you know, waking up from that situation, it was like, I could feel, you know, you could feel spirit if you're spiritually in tune, if you work with that with yourself, you can feel it. You know it. You see it. It's just there. I woke up and it was like, oh shit, I'm a human human. Like, oh my goodness. It was the worst feeling ever. I ain't gonna lie. Because it, it felt like I was in hell every moment of the day for years because depression set in and I couldn't shake it. I had what I, I diagnosed myself with situational depression, like something happened and I'm just, oh goodness, everything is so gloomy. You know, because I didn't have a loyalty to myself until, let's see, my stroke happened in 2004. I really didn't start to actually have a loyalty towards myself to about 2007. But mind you, by this time, I had two kids. So now I'm super crazy because now I have divided myself up. 
into three different parts, you know, me and those two babies. And it, it just got really deep. So um, I'm speaking to everybody and saying, never stop being loyal to yourself. Never give up on, you know, trying to get to that place because it's so worth it. Start somewhere, anywhere, whatever is whatever's nagging at you. Start with that. Take simple concepts, chew that shit up and understand it and, and be able to see it as soon as it happens. Because like we're taking this t- this topic of loyalty and say something happens, you get a phone call, something then you were saying, oh, I, I don't even deal with that. But because you know that person for so many years, y'all have such a history, you feel like regardless of what is really going on with you on the inside saying, nah, run, run fast. You'll be like, oh, I'm loyal to this person. You know, they was down for me when I was down, even though they fucking up and they taking you, you know, slowly dragging you to that place you don't want to be anymore. Remember, you have to have that allegiance to yourself. It's worth it. It's, it's, it's the only thing you got left when you came in here with an allegiance to you, right? Because when you were born, you cried because you knew that you needed to eat, right? You knew that you needed your butt changed. So you cried because there was somebody who was had, had allegiance to you. They had loyalty to you to make sure you were straight. So why don't you have that same thing now? Because we learned all this other bullshit. Have the allegiance to yourself. Have the loyalty for yourself. Keep putting yourself in the position where you know that what you do is going to attract the prosperity that you want because you're being good to you and you're not out here to hurt anybody you just want to be good to you not saying that everybody else wants you to be good to you or will be good to you because you are the only person that you can can actually count on so be good to you have that loyalty um or you know you cannot and you know or you can be you know nice to people if they deserve it like me who you know really really would love to have a king cake for Mardi Gras <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to bring in some comic relief because sometimes what I say is heavy. But anyway, I really hope that you enjoy this one. Like I said, please email me, uh, send me a message and just tell me your thoughts or let me know about any con- not concepts or topics that you would like me to talk about. If I haven't hit on one that, you know, you really would like. Once again, the email is akankisworld at gmail.com. I will be talking to you guys sometime next week. I may come on and do two two shows a week, depending on where the time is, because um, I'm being loyal to myself. And, you know, sometimes I have to, you know, log off and decompress from everything. So once again, I thank you, my listeners. You're growing every day and I totally appreciate it. You'll see more of me soon. Um, we're working it out. We getting it. So let's get into it. Uh, You guys have a great week. All right. Peace. Let's get it.